0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is Mike, Tom, and Jim, and we are one more than two. We are Three Sweet Me Bro.
1: Hey, everybody. On this week's show, uh, we're going to switch it up just a little bit. Uh, Right before we get to our clickbait, uh, we're going to cover, obviously, what is really the biggest weekend in the year in professional wrestling, uh, sports entertainment, and that's WrestleMania, uh, you know, the Raw after WrestleMania, and whatnot. So we're going to give a quick overview, kind of highlights, thoughts, on that. And then we're going to get into some uh, into some clickbait. Which uh, again, if you had your head under a rock, up your ass. Um, there's some big things that happened this week uh, with the WWE and the UFC, um, and you know what's to come of that. Uh, I think that's going to be biggest topic conversation um and then of course uh i, I, I boy i may tease um a maybe unanimous decision uh on the match of the week uh you know more to follow maybe i'm right maybe i'm wrong uh stay tuned folks uh this is gonna be a good one you guys want to talk
2: about wrestlemania
1: yeah <laughs> boy, oh boy. <laughs> uh not really to be perfectly honest Mike, I, I know um, you are i know, uh, you you know you're ready for it Oh, I am. Um, you know what? I am. Uh, I'll start with my highs. Uh, you know, I think. Uh,
0: um, Mike. Mike's going to start with highs. That's
2: yeah, fun. we got it. Uh, <laughs> God damn it.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> God damn it.
0: Should I add the bong noise in post-production? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mike's highs. <laughs> yeah. Highs. <laughs> Not many. Um, no one died. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No one. I was going to say like, no one got hurt. No. Um, <laughs> shit. Um I like I I want to get honestly the thing I keep thinking about is Edge's entrance when I was like, is that that's South of Heaven by Slayer and I was He's like wait no that, was that great. is but then he like I was like okay what's with the disco ball and bat wings I'm yeah. like I, I I missed that connection so I'm like okay uh, stay with it stay with it and of course he goes to his theme music and then has a really shitty match in my opinion <laughs> and I was like. So my high quickly kind of went to I don't know like lows. So I think that's just we'll just go right into that. Um, uh, I bored. I, <laughs> wow, I really bored. Um, I it just you could tell in my opinion because news of this merger I think actually broke right around this weekend. If I'm right. Right. It was, well, there was
0: a a tease of a merger news, but, but not real, a lot of details there. Yeah.
1: Right. But like, it was, I think it was kind of established at least who it was with and, you know, the company, uh, you know, the overall conglomerate involved. And it just, to me kind of, I don't know, it just got me really thinking and we'll get more into this, uh, in a little bit. Uh, but just, it, it was like, wow, I'm really just kind of looking at entertainment. Um, that just kind of dabbles in professional wrestling. And I was, I was hoping for, um, some, uh, some good matches, something that would go, you know, kind of to the caliber, maybe, you know, compete with AEW a little bit, but just, you know, Hey, it's WrestleMania. It's always been kind of known as a, you know, Hey, let, you know, let's go. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go like crazy. Um, and there was just none of that for me this year. Um, I'll bite for a couple of matches that'll probably come up in a bit. Uh, but I just, I was really overall disappointed. Um, and was, I was quite frankly, kind of surprised at the ending. Um, but now seeing as how some things are coming about, um, it kind of makes sense. And I think you guys obviously alluded to this last week. I think you guys both, uh, definitely picked Roman to go over. So yeah, overall, um, C minus for me, and that's only because edged you south of heaven. Uh <laughs> if he didn't, otherwise, uh kind of D solid D for me. Uh Jim, what what about you?
0: Not unlike uh not unlike a, a few lucky women in the Rockford area. I gave it a D. Uh I was <laughs> oh, <laughs> huh? ah that one's for tom that one's for tom That's fantastic <laughs> oh my gosh i don't know what's wrong with me uh no i think i think it was a i think it was a d i think i think the last two matches of night one were fucking solid every other match was fucking bad uh it, did, it just like if you were lucky you had a moment or two uh, but there really wasn't a whole lot there for me. Uh, it was it was a really weak WrestleMania to me. The Rhea Ripley Charlotte match was fucking great. Uh, I love the tag matches. I assumed I would out of the jump. Um, it just, I, it, for me, the, the high point was Shane McMahon getting hurt because I want, I want karma to be real so badly. And the fact that they're going to bring Shane McMahon out while wow, there's so many other really worthwhile talent not being used, and the sucker drops like a rock. Thirty-eight seconds in, awesome. That was well, that was good. That was a good thing.
2: I, that was was, my I literally out, "Oh my
0: god, he blew it!"
2: And I was about,
0: like I'm, I'm not at all. <laughs> Don't well, you wish he did a Kevin Nash though? Wouldn't it have been uh, better if he uh, were would- uh, yeah! <laughs> uh,
1: <I>, Of course, <laughs> the first thing That's I, I thought I of.
2: Hate. I forget.
1: Well, I forgot about and again, hopefully I'll make this tie in kind of to our clickbait uh, um, is on night one when McAfee came out. That's also when I went, oh, my God, like I what the fuck? Like, what is this? And I went, this is entertainment where and that's where I went. I see where this is going. I I don't know. Call it my I don't know, my high intuition. Uh, but uh, uh <laughs> you fuckers.
0: Uh hey no, man, I everybody just, gets pigeonholed on the Three Sweet me Bro podcast. <laughs> I'm Twitter guy, I'm impact guy. You're you're illicit substances guy. Deal hey, it. I'm the guy who
2: can't get anybody's name right. So <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. it's all Fair good, guys.
1: Fair enough. But yeah, no, I just another overall low for me was just that. And it just Another low, too, uh, really quick, Tom, before you. And I don't know, maybe this will come up. It's just poor Finn Balor. Like, that was, I felt kind of sad for him because that was the most, I felt like it was like he was one step away from the noid. I don't know if you remember that thing from Domino's. Like, that's what it felt (laughs) like to me.
2: And I was,
1: right? And he's like growling. And I'm like, oh, Finn, like, what are you doing? Like, This is so far from what you envision the demon to be in New Japan and in very early NXT, maybe a couple raws where it it you could tell it was kind of the original. But this is just it's almost embarrassing. And I you know, and then again, where it's like it's entertainment and it's like if that's the path he so chooses, so be it. So anyway, but Tom, what about
2: you? Uh babe plus. plus. Next. (laughs) Well, 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 yeah, thank you. For, I don't experience. know what you guys were watching. Were we watching different WrestleManias? <laughs> like, uh, I think Night One was definitely the the best night of the two. Um, I, I really did like the the triple threat between McIntyre and Gunther and Sheamus. That was, that was solid. That was. Fantastic! That was just fun, and who would have thought that Drew McIntyre can probably looks like he can hit harder than Gunther? Like he was laying into him, and I was like, "Oh, somebody's chest is going to be just destroyed." <laughs> um, the thing, the thing I'll give WWE is that they know how to make a spectacle. They they know how to make a really really big show feel really really big, and that's it. And I mean, granted, I was like, oh, cool. Edge got me listening to Slayer all week, so that's pretty cool. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I mean, the, the last two matches, like Jim said, of night one, were just phenomenal. I think they were they're just standalone, just fantastic wrestling, fantastic story. Um, night two was very predictable. Uh, I mean, me and Jim last week said, you know, Roman's going over. There's no way that Roman was not going to go over. Um, I I think a D I think uh, same same with you guys. I think a D is is pretty good. It was very lackluster. I think um, Mike when you were when you were talking about the the UFC merger, I felt like it just kind of sucked out all the energy because Vince McMahon is back and it was just like you got to be kidding me like and then I was just like this is this is he's got his hands involved with all of WrestleMania now. I just knew it. You just know it. And yeah, it was just super super disappointing. It was a very disappointing WrestleMania. I mean we kind of knew that walking into it, but it was just like, man, something. I wish something would have would have like come out of that. And right. I think and there's I, a lot of questionable like decisions with who went over. Like I, I really think Asuka should have gotten like went over. Um agreed. I, I don't I still don't think Cody it should have gone over because I think Cody has a long way to go. um, I don't think his reaction was as good as they they hoped it was gonna be um and and yeah, so yeah, d
1: no, and you know what fair enough, um, and I think tom, just your you know your comments on you know it essentially really like the root cause uh you know is with this merger essentially is vince's back um and I think that's a good segue, you know, kind of into you know after mania the tradition has always been the raw after mania it's always been you know kind of fun kind of wild kind of crazy, just insane you know there's been times with the crowd i think what was it new jersey i think legit hijacked the crowd mm-hmm. or uh, hijacked the show and so it really changed kind of the narrative of and you know i think that that was you know a, a, a true turning point um in professional wrestling where it was like yeah no we really have to listen to them and this they really truly matter um, you know, and so um kind of where I'm going with this is just this I I it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um and it clearly reeked of Vince and it ends up coming out that Vince was heavily involved if not fully running Raw and had creative control and from everything that I've understood from various sort like god I don't want to say sources various things that I've read <laughs> <laughs> sound like such a dork. Um, <laughs> is that um, it's morale is just like, it's like Tom said, the wind just kind of got sucked out of everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and everyone's starting to kind of realize what their place is. is and again, which will I, I, <laughs> kind of a tease again into the clickbait of how really big this change is and how some people may soon find themselves out of work. Um, you know, uh, something we, I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um. So, guys, I mean, other, I mean, other than what I said, what did you guys think? Did you catch the Raw after Mania? Um, specifically more towards the end. Um, with uh, Brock and Cody
2: and Roman and all that. So, uh, Tom, go for it. Um, I I always look forward to it, and um, it's kind of just tradition. It was just uh, like, okay, WrestleMania was kind of a dud, so hopefully there's going to be some like big surprises. I think yeah. a lot of people had their hopes up that Jay White was going to show up, but. I mean, I didn't. I'm pretty sure we all knew that he wasn't going to be there. <laughs> I was um, kind of nervous though for a second. I was like, "Oh God!" Oh God <laughs> no, oh God. As, as soon as as soon as Matt Riddle came out, I was like, "No, he's not coming out." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was just like, super disappointing. Uh, the crowd seemed to kind of. I, I wonder if they they you know kind of hushed the crowd because I know Kevin Dunn does that. Uh, the the guy in the back who who produces some of the shows or all the shows. Um, Has has tampered with like sound and has like turned the the crowd down, Um, but the I I really want to talk about the Brock turn and how stupid that was and how they have been building Cody as a babyface the day he got into the company. We don't need a monster heel story, like why? And it just didn't make any sense. And yeah, it just reeked of Vince McMahon. It was just like, uh, we're back to new basics.
0: <laughs> A couple of big things stood out to me because like Tom said, I love the Raw after Mania. It's my favorite show of the year because they always, it's always insane. This was the first year in my memory, there were no big debuts in the Raw after Mania. There were no yeah. call-ups. Um, there, were, there was very, very little actual in-ring competition in, in the three hour show, there was a lot of like uh, false starts, a lot of wait, what the fuck is happening right now? Um, no, I mean, there was no discussion, no mention whatsoever of Bailey. Uh, I mean, it was, there was, there was just so much confusion around this is supposed to be the biggest raw of the year. And if you look at the ratings, we're not the outliers here. Right, the ratings indicate this. This was one of the worst raws they've had in a long fucking time, and it's supposed to be their biggest show of the year. It just it was it was really disappointing. Um, I actually, I'll kind of use a little vulnerability here. I didn't watch the last half hour. Uh, I quit watching. I turned it off because it was so bad, and so I ended up rewatching just the highlights of the Brock uh, Cody stuff. Cause I was like, this is just fucking terrible. This is, it was just, it was going so poorly. I I turned off the show and went and did something else. And, and it wasn't until Tuesday that I was like, Oh, I guess I should know what's going on with this. Now I begrudgingly, I'm fucking mad about it. I don't want to know what's going on with Cody and Brock, but I feel like I'm obligated to, it was just, it was terrible. It was just, especially when you consider what that show's supposed to be it's resetting the timeline man it's resetting the whole year moving forward and what do we get out of it not a goddamn thing not a goddamn thing that's not that's going to keep going past you know the next pay-per-view it was just it was a real disappointment
2: i i read actually and this is another like tail sign that vince is back there was a total of like 28 to 30 minutes of wrestling in a three-hour show and I was just like, "Oh God, I can't believe we're back to this."
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: also, yeah, geez, Cody, I, I got to give Cody props. He looks like he t- he took some pretty rough bumps <laughs> with Rock just tossing <laughs> his ass around. <laughs>
0: Well, I saw I saw one analysis that I actually think is really astute, and that is, this is exactly what they did with John Cena several years ago, right? John lost a huge match at Mania, and they close out Mania with John Cena pouting on the ramp, and the next night, Brock Lesnar beats the ever-loving shit out of John Cena. <laughs> Sound familiar? <laughs> uh,
1: mm. uh, I mean, like you said, Tom, I mean, they can tell a story. Um, that's the one th- I mean, and if that's what he wants, I so be it.
0: Well, uh, if there's one thing we know about Vince McMahon, it's that he's gonna take what he wants, whether somebody's willing to give it to him or not. He's gonna take it, <laughs> yeah, pretty get it because he's a sexual predator, <laughs>
1: he's super gross, he's,
0: he's a gross, disgusting old gross. man. Oh my
1: god, it, yeah, I know that. it. Oh god, there we could <laughs> talk about that for hours. That <laughs> like what that pencil thin, like what are you doing? Bro. Yeah, it, it's so sad this uh, is the
0: first time in my entire life i can like confidently say i look better than vince mcmahon because he, he looks like he, he looks like if 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 uh uh, uh vincent price's corpse was reanimated <laughs> <laughs> and, like plugged in with the like plaster they use for Brazilian butt lifts and shit like, like if like <laughs> if, you, if you did plastic surgery on Vincent Price's corpse that's what Vince McMahon looks like now
2: yeah, well, I, that's <laughs> a perfect analogy
0: wow
1: agree wholeheartedly I did want to talk about um, the, the AEW uh, after mm. Mania as well uh, just really really quick because there were a couple of things I think Overall, meh, I wasn't overly impressed, but two really big things kind of came out of that show. Um, it, again, I, I hate it because he's competing against entertainment. So of course he's, you know, big announcement, big announcement, big announcement. Um, you know, so you're thinking, oh my God, who did he sign? Yada, 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 um, immediately comes out with Jay White, Mm -hmm. um, right out of the bat. Great. Get it out of the way. What the fuck? You're like, huh? What? And it's Mm -hmm. very raw after mania. Like what the, what the fuck is going on? Uh, They immediately get back into wrestling. Um, I, I don't know if you watch Jim, nothing Mm -hmm. really stuck out obviously, but then you get to, uh, 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 BCC comes out and absolutely destroys everything. And Brian Danielson takes, in my opinion, several shots across the bow uh, to WWE and just how awful uh, Monday was and potentially even some of the WrestleMania. And again, now you have someone, and he was very wrestling, wrestling. Mm -hmm. This is pro wrestling, professional wrestling. Never, ever said entertainment or anything, to my better knowledge, (laughs) <laughs> uh and 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 whatnot. And again, I went, holy shit, I see what's happening here. And it's I'm not saying it's reminiscent of like WCW versus whatever, but that the whole dynamic of professional wrestling to me is changing. And so, really quick, guys, what were your thoughts on the A or uh yeah, AEW dynamite after Mania? Specifically kind of around those two topics.
0: Well, I mean, obviously the MJF segment uh made me giddy as a schoolgirl. Well, because here's the thing: is is he is he is the most WWE thing about AEW, but right. he does it right. He does it in a good way, right? The the, the shit that WWE wants to pull off, it, it, MJF actually pulls off successfully. So yeah, you you had that to it, but it just it fits MJF perfectly. Uh, I, I thought it was a wonderful wonderful execution of his skill set. Um, but yeah, the 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 Blackpool Combat Club segment was just fucking brutal just i love brian danielson as a heel i love that they're using brian danielson as kind of the mouthpiece of the group now uh i i i like the direction they're going you know you can see it coming this this elite versus uh bcc feud is going to be fucking stellar really Mm -hmm. looking forward to it um Yeah. yeah i thought there was a lot of good shit uh i i was uh surprised that the announcement was just simply that they're going to the uk uh i i expected a talent to be the the announcement um i'm not surprised jay white was there but i am surprised with the way they did it it felt it felt like somebody blew a cue um yeah because the camera didn't know where to go and, and all like why would jay white come out at the start of the match, but not before the match, not, you know, it was just weird timing of everything. Um, So I feel like somebody missed a cue was, was what I kind of got from it, but happy to see Jay White there. Uh, Happy to see that they're, they're kind of pushing this bullet club uh, uh, collection in AEW and excited to see where they go from there. And yeah, I, I agree with you too that Danielson's assessment definitely took some shots across the bow WWE and for good measure you know the line that he said in specific of you know we we're, we're the only professional wrestlers in the country you know for that you can see this week i was like yeah that's that's a direct it's <laughs> mm-hmm. a very clear direct message <laughs> uh and i i really liked it so i yeah i think AEW is still firing on on all cylinders and still doing well uh definitely not the most stellar show they've had but compared to what they were up against this week fucking no brainer uh obviously yep. they took the momentum and ran with it
1: Right?
2: Hey, yeah tom Yeah, uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, I agree. Um, The only the 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 Jay White stuff totally looked like yeah a botched cue, and I think it's just maybe it's just because Jay isn't used to like televised, kind of that big like timing. Um, So I could see that being an issue, but he'll he'll pick it up right away. But. the one thing that I was very like question, like questionable about, and I texted in this, and I was like, "Please don't tell me that Jericho is going to go over Keith Lee." You and I was not. just like, "What? Why? Like, why? Why do we need this? We don't." And by the way, Keith Lee looks great with gray hair. Yes, he looks, yes! Amazing. He looks amazing. Yeah.
0: Well, and I, I love the fact that this is an, in a kind of implicit connection of keith lee to adam cole and if if keith lee and adam cole end up working together against jas fuck yes i am here for that but as i said when you texted me you know jericho better not go over on keith lee i like i said in response if he does i'm going to personally find tony (laughs) khan's house and slap the shit out of him because keith lee is a phenomenal talent and he his stock is on the rise. Yeah, Jericho has. You know what I was thinking a lot this week, and this actually this this actually fits in really well. Is I I, I think Tony Khan is is a wonderful Booker. I think he's a wonderful creative talent, mm-hmm. but he has no fucking business being on camera. He's yeah. so bad on camera. Yeah, I think. I think what what TK needs, what AEW needs more than anything else, is an on-camera authority, right? A GM, oh, yeah. right? You've got Nigel McGuinness there, Jericho. You've got these guys who can't go anymore, but still have a lot of on-screen poll. Fuck you, Jericho. Get him off TV for a while and bring them back as the commissioner. Yeah, I would, I right? would love. Yeah, I was just gonna
2: say the commissioner role. Like they really need to go back to that. Yeah, great. and, and, and be
0: AEW would be primed for that, right, because right. it'd be so good, and it'd fit in with the, the ethos of the company of trying to bring back the old school wrestling days, you know, that was, th- fuck man, every territory had a commissioner, yeah. you know, that was, oh, that yeah. was part of the, part of the fun of the show, I would love to see them do that, and instead of Jericho continuing to bury talent that's better than him, okay, cool, get the fuck out of the ring and just be the commissioner.
2: I, I really do like my, my last thing about AEW. I really like how, you know, even before we started the podcast for years, we're saying the smartest thing that WWE could do was build their company around Keith Lee and Adam Cole. And that's exactly what Tony Khan is doing. Like they are just promoting the shit out of Adam Cole. And I love it because he's one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, and I think it's really, really smart. You're, you're building your future you're stacking it up and and keith lee is the way to do it keith lee's i could watch keith lee and adam cole for the rest of my life
0: they had so yeah. many good matches in nxt they had such good matches in nxt Perfect. i would NXT. love to see them as a tag team i would love to see that tag team working yeah. together
1: well and it it honestly it kind of reminds me um you know at some point um kylo o'reilly going to come back but it re- it reminds me if they build this right, this could be kind of a retelling of Future Shock, I believe is what mm-hmm. they were, where it essentially built to, you know, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole having this just amazing, insane, brutal feud, uh, you know, at PWG, at, you know, Ring of Honor. And it was insane. And I could really see, you know, hey, what And Adam Cole, I think naturally is a heel is just better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he can do the baby face. I, I he's doing it well. Um and it, he's got Brit with him which is just unbelievable they're just so believable but he can absolutely turn it on a dime and I think that's really cool especially if he gets the right person and I think Keith Lee you know I think you're going to see again I think you're going to see it, and then Keith Lee is going to like come off as this just kind of like not, not necessarily like a pure baby face but like a baby face with an attitude you mm-hmm. know like <laughs> and I know that it's like, that's like I don't hilarious. know how else to say it is that uh, that's the best way to say it is that it's a strong, powerful black man, and it is going to be your baby face, and I I love it, and I'm in, and he he can wrestle, and he's seems to be a
2: wonderful human being from everything that I've heard. So, See, I think that's the kind of the, the to add to Jim's genius really of of Tony Khan. I think that's like the best part about watching Adam Cole's because they're building him as a baby face, and when he turns. It is going to be new healer and it's going to be amazing.
0: Well, he's such a natural baby face right now because he's got the sympathy, the sympathy of the crowd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had to come in and he's just going to ride that out because it's, it's, you know, in, 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 in speech competition, we talk about levels, right. And, and, you know, having a dramatic shift and going from highs to lows, You've got to go high with Adam Cole to make that low feel really fucking low. Oh, yeah. And he's, it, it, he's going to be able to pull off an amazing turn when the time comes. And it's just going to be such a huge drop. It's, amazing. it's going to, well, it's going to be I wonderful. Think it's,
1: and it's, it's again, Tom, I think like you said, it's, it's really WWE's loss at this point. Cause I could absolutely see, I mean, I am just kind of wildly throwing crazy theories out, but I could see, Hey, is, you know, this behind the scenes show, it's not really my thing, but it is, you know, some people's thing uh, and whatnot. And it's like, well, we're up for renewal on season two. Adam Cole turns like cuts a, you know, an MJF level kind of, whoa, like pushing the boundaries type thing. And somehow they make a tie in because at the end of the day, I mean, you know, that's, it's kind of essentially what the WWE is doing. And, you know, whether you like it or not, it still draws eyes to AEW. So again, it's I, Again, stay with me, it's going to kind of tie into our clickbait overall, which I think is, again, truly separating. And we now have two very distinct companies.
0: Kind of touch on some
1: stuff that's happening. It just seems like news just keeps happening and happening and where it's been like, what? To like, oh, God, no. Like, to like, oh, shit.
2: Wait, 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 wait.
1: We've obviously, you know, talked about it, sprinkled about it, you know, teased it. Yeah. Um. Big... Big big merger uh, was announced. You know, kind of uh, pretty much. What was it Monday? I think it was Monday. When was it official? Like I Monday morning. morning. So yeah. So wasn't it Monday morning?
2: morning? I I thought it was was. Friday
1: before WrestleMania.
0: Monday morning was when it was official.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so what ends up coming out of it is the UFC and the WWE are now under one. The, essentially the same conglomerate. I cannot remember the guys or the name of the company. Endeavor. Endeavor. So many moons ago, um, the Fertitas who used to own UFC sold to Endeavor for what is like $4 billion. It was insane. I don't think it was like George Lucas Disney level, but it was a <laughs> shit ton. But Dana White came with the package Who is essentially... Running the company. I mean, Mm -hmm. let's be honest. This guy at the top essentially is, you know, don't besmirch me or we're going to have problems. Lo and behold, now we have the WWE, which is essentially sold under this banner. And now we have what I think what's truly coming is Vince McMahon is now going to be back in charge of uh, WWE. I'm not sure how it happened. I I think (laughs) it's going to come out. (laughs) Um, I, knowing him, I'm sure it'll, you know, I don't know. It reeks of like how Trump somehow won all of his money. And I know they're two like, you know, little fucking butt buddies. Um, so kind of want to get, um, I don't know who wants to start. I've been like really thinking about this all week, but, um, so I don't know, (laughs) but, um, Tom, um, what's good about it? What do you think we'll start with? What do you think is good about this merger? Um, what do you think it's gonna do? Um, like who do you think it's gonna benefit? And why? Like, what do you think could be the good of this merger?
2: To be perfectly honest, not a goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I've been I've been trying to to find something good out of this. Um and cool. Okay, it'll be on a bigger platform. All right, whatever. It's it it was already on a big platform. It'll just get even bigger. Um, I don't follow UFC uh, clearly as much as you guys do. Um, So a lot of this is kind of like new to me. Like this whole, I didn't even know what Endeavor was. Um, It wasn't even on. I think when we were discussing who might possibly buy WWE, it was not Endeavor. (laughs) Um, It's it. It comes back to. You have an out-of-touch billionaire who strong-armed his way back into a company that he refuses to let go of, and they can spin it however they want. Um, you know, he's a, he's a sexual predator. He is a gross human being, and the fact that Endeavor is willing to to do business with him is pretty low. And quite honestly, Mike, I don't think there's anything good of it because I actually think this if things continue on the, the, the track with Vince being there, this, I think we could possibly see the death of WWE. Uh, I, I mean, that might be a bit extreme, but really, I mean, who we've got talent, like ready to jump ship at any given moment. Um, there's people worry about their jobs. It's just, it, it was, I feel like it was one of the, the worst moves that he could have possibly done.
1: I agree with you, but I also think the good is is this is clearly kind of establishing, you know, um, good wrestling versus. Again, my overall theme of this this clickbait is: we have a professional wrestling company, we have an entertainment company. We now have wrestlers who are entertainers, and we now have wrestlers who can entertain. Um, you know, I I I think there can be a mixture of the two. I fear, like I like, in my opinion, Austin Theory is a John Cena. He's an entertainer. He's, he's, he's just happens to be okay at professional wrestling. There's no fucking way I could ever see him go to AEW, the Indies or anything like that. Right. I hope not. No, right. No, I know. See, that's what I'm saying. And that's where it's like, what I'm trying to get at is a good as is at least some of these guys, there can be some sort of flow between like the Kevin Owens, right? Everybody is so happy that he's being very, I know. It, it, it's will we like to see more. I think he's kind of one of the hidden gems that we have to kind of hold on to and hope for, you know, change. He refuses to go to Saudi Arabia. It'll be really interesting to see um, what happens there because the UFC also, I think does stuff in Saudi Arabia. Um, so I could see, you know, pressure there. So it'll be, again, what's it going to come down to? Do you really, really want to be an entertainer and be on this bigger grand scale or do you want to be really what you're known for is your craft and be loved by AEW, kind of more of the indie spirit? And that's where I'm saying, like, Kevin Owens, I think, can flow between the two. And Austin Theory, although he started on in any of these, at this point, cannot. Because to me, he's a recopy of John Cena and absolutely reeks of vince mcmahon
0: as you say to me austin theory reeks of fetal alcohol syndrome um he, everything uh, I, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the seen the literature but uh everything about his appearance screams mommy did keg stands while pregnant um and, and I, I think a lot of his personality also contributes to that uh
1: i, I will say this also a creep and i believe a sexual yes. predator Yes. if I'm not mistaken. Allegedly. 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 And he has a thousand teeth.
0: Yes. Again, fetal alcohol God damn. Uh, You Well, now you know why Vince likes him so much. There, he sees a lot of himself in Austin Theory. Um, I, I will say, you know, you asked the question, who, you know, what's the upside to this merger? And the upside of this merger is stock. Uh, if you look at the stock prices of the two companies of Endeavor and of WWE, WWE stock has gone up uh, quite a few bucks since the merger was announced. Uh, endeavors is eh, not really changing much, but WWE stock is going up. Uh, I, I think, I think that, yes, this is going to lead to WWE going the way of WCW, but, but for a different reason, um, when I say UFC, no one and I mean, fucking no one thinks of the name Ari Emanuel, right? And why would you? Why the, why the fuck would you? When I say UFC, people think of Dana White. And because Dana White is the one who's in charge of UFC, but Dana White has a boss. And that boss is Ari Emanuel. So we already know that this company Endeavor, and Ari, led by Ari Emanuel, is willing to let their narcissistic, ego-driven... Uh, you know, employees be the face name, everything have complete control over the company. He's done it with Dana White for years. Vince is going to be the same, you know, Vince, you know, he came back on the board, took control of everything so that he could orchestrate this sale. And he wanted to be in charge of the sale so that he could make sure he was going to have control when all was yep. said and done. Uh-huh. Vince is going to be in the same position with WWE as Dana White is with UFC. And I think that's going to be good for stockholders for a little bit, but it's going to tail off very, very, very quickly. Um, I, I do. I think I think WWE is facing the biggest crisis uh, of, of their corporate lifetime moving forward uh, from this. And, you know, I, I know that can sound dramatic and that can sound hyperbolic, but no, seriously, from a business perspective, mm-hmm. the market it's business one-on-one. You give the market what the market is willing to buy and the market is not willing to buy the product that Vince McMahon is willing to give them. Vince thinks he's in charge. No, motherfucker. The audience is in charge. They're the ones who determine what your product is going to be. You throw bait out there, right? But you can't keep throwing out the same bait that's not working and just yell at the fish for not biting. You have to change bait, and Vince is not willing to do that, and that's why the company's going to go under, because the people who are above him, I mean, look at UFC. UFC is not nearly as popular as it was five years ago. Oh, no, not at all. Nearly not as, as popular as it was five years ago. But what's happened to Dana White? Nothing, right? He, 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 the, the UFC has suffered, and there's been no consequences for the guy who's the face of it, who, the guy who's running it. He also openly committed assault on his wife in public. Well, you got it. You had to bring that up, didn't you? Uh, Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Three days, three days before launching his slap fighting league, which boy, is that still the worst fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I, I think this is bad news simply because endeavor is not going to hold vince mcmahon accountable and what vince mcmahon needs more than anything is accountability um he's 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 proven that he is not going to do what's best for the company he's going to do what's best for himself and that's going to be the end of it
1: It sounds like all three of us are like holy you know this is kind of big i mean this is this could have some huge ramifications because like i said not to You know, I just like I said, I kept thinking of a theme about, you know, this kind of whole clickbait and whatnot. And like, again, it's that it's going to come down to who really wants to be an entertainer versus who really wants to be a pro wrestler. And I think like you, you know, said, Tom, um, uh, you know, I think we're going to see potentially a pretty big exodus, at least or something. And then at least with the stockholders, it's going to be interesting, you know, kind of on the on the thing that you brought up, Jim. Um, will really be interesting to see who actually truly deviates from the product because the WWE does evolve and I, they are clearly in the entertainment business. Um, It'll be, I mean, obviously you have to have the talent that wants to be. And I think that they do, they're going to, you're going to find out who wants and that that's fine. You know, by all means do what you got to do. I don't care. I'm obviously the three of us are more professional wrestling fans. Uh, and whatnot? So, or will more lean towards that product? Um, so I just, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens going I, forward. Uh, I honestly
2: think, Mike, that we're <laughs> it's only a matter of time before we see like people going through cross promotions mm-hmm. because. To me, the whole reason why they turned Brock super mega heel was because he was so successful in the UFC, and you can't have a guy who's walking around in a cowboy hat hooting hollering and everybody in the crowd. So, to me, it's just an open door for if you want to talk about forbidden doors, it's just going to lead into UFC. And I like there are two types of that entertainment. Like two types of fans: the UFC fans and the WWE fans. And once WWE starts going over to UFC, I think UFC is going to lose a lot of viewership because they're like, we we don't want to see you know, quote unquote, fake wrestling. We want to see people who are trained in you know Brazilian jiu-jitsu beat the shit out of each other, and that's cool, whatever, whatever floats your boat. But like, I I just think this is just. It, it's just going to be a sloppy mess. And I think we're going to see like right. Conor McGregor show up in, in WWE, which I have no desire to see.
1: Yeah. Well, no, and that's what I was kind of going with too, Tom, is like on the inverse side, like how many people are really truly going to hang around for this? You know, because there are still people that really love that Vince product. I think the, you know, the, it's the, you know, God, how to try and explain this. And um, it, it's, it's like, you know, the individuals that, you know, in the WCW era hated the NWA and, you know, you know, the old style and whatnot. And then now you've got this kind of new NWO style and that, you know, and that obviously clicked. And so did the attitude area. And you've got that had a lot of people. I mean, I I tell people like, um, you know, I'm like, Oh yeah, candidly, big professional wrestling fan. They're like, Oh man, I love Sting sting NWO sting. And like, they're very, that's a, there's a lot of people that love that era, and it's going to be interesting to see how many of them turn away. Because, like, and then that's where I was going with Jim on your side is that that could be a big dip, and and that's where it's Vince McMahon's going to have to answer it as boss, and you know, like, what's going on. So
0: mm-hmm. well, that's, and pretty, uh,
1: that's pretty big.
0: In my another opinion. thing that's important to remember is we've seen we've seen what happens when pro wrestling. Tries to copy the MMA style Mm -hmm. and tries to dip. Remember, you know, when Antonio Inoki became absolutely obsessed with making pro wrestling more realistic and, and, and tying in the MMA style, new Japan took a giant shit. Right. And, and that's when a lot of talent left for all Japan, a lot of talent left for, for these other promotions uh, because People get into pro wrestling, get into pro wrestling because they want to be a pro wrestler, not because they want to be a fucking MMA fighter. Yes. You know, and, and I, I just, I I don't, I don't know that WWE and UFC are going to have a lot of crossover, but I think Vince is going to push for a lot of crossover because he wants to legitimately, he's, yeah. you know. As, as evidenced by the amount of fucking dye that man puts in his hair he doesn't know what year it is right he thinks this is still 1986 and you've got to protect the business and people need to think you're actually tough guys no man that that time is gone it's okay long you, time yeah, yeah. You, you you don't have to pretend like your guys could beat up you know fucking john jones nobody it, nobody cares nobody yeah. cares
1: So I guess, you know, before, um, you know, I think we kind of wrap it up. I mean, I think we've really, you know, obviously all of us are, you know, have, you know, various opinions, but are just really kind of essentially blown away, you know, by this and just, you know, just kind of awestruck at like why something like this, why this would happen. I mean, obviously we can under, you know, we clearly know why it happened um, and whatnot, but. Where do you guys stand, you know, overall? I mean, do you think are like, are you still going to watch? You know, obviously I'm not blatant about my opinions. Like, (laughs) obviously I might dabble if something catches my eye, but I'm, I'm a pro wrestling fan uh, with that. That is entertaining. Um, And that is a very big difference between entertainment um, essentially with that just happens to have pro wrestling on it. Um, So I, I think we kind of touched on it, you know, with KO, um, you know, a couple of episodes back. If that is a wrestler's ultimate goal, God bless him. Um, you know, I think in that instance, KO could come back to the Indies and would be, oh, my God. Hey, could you imagine if he showed like any the first time he ever does a package pile driver? That place would go off. the would amazing. Insane, you know. So who knows? You know, but I think, like I said, you're going to not a line in the sand, but you're definitely going to see. Who really wants to be an entertainer versus who really wants to be a pro wrestler? I just happened to choose uh pro wrestling because that's what I love. Um, and what I've always loved. So I don't know. That's kind of, I don't know. What about you guys? Like where are you, where are you standing overall? Like just kind of closing thoughts.
2: Here's the thing. I was pretty leery about the triple H product, but I still watched and The thing that I can't get around is the fact that there are going to be women working underneath Vince McMahon. And that is horrifying. I cannot stop thinking about it. And it pisses me off. And the fact that the minute that guy reinstated himself, every, I would say, maybe 50% of the crowd has been doing nothing but hashtag fire Vince. Mm -hmm. Like That is a telling sign. That is a telling sign that if you don't start listening to your audience, there's going to be no audience left. And will I jump ship? I'm not going to go out of my way, and I don't think I'm going to like watch it as much as I, I used to. Um, because until Vince McMahon is is fully done with WWE, I'm going to stand my ground and be be like what we said uh, a few more than a few episodes back is that if he's reinstated, I'm done with WWE. Uh, That being said, I mean, I'll check out the dirt sheets and that's about it. I I think we're going to see, I know I sound crazy and sound like, you know, doomsday prepper, but I think we're going to see mass exodus. We're going to see mass layoffs. Um, We're going to see terrible storylines again. I'm just not into it. I I was happy with Triple H. I think Triple H had a lot of promise and he had a lot of direction that he was going in. And now all of what nine months that he was there is all gone. It's just gone. Um, It's definitely I think it's it hurts the wrestling community for sure uh, to know that that psychopath is back in in power. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's that's where I stand. I mean, I don't know. Really, really quick, Jim. Just
1: kind of, I think it just adds to your point, Tom. Did you guys see like Bailey's tweet? Yeah, or whatever she. That was like heartbreaking. Yeah, like you could, if you are a fan and you're read right between the lines, like that broke. I was like, holy shit, that girl is essentially just waiting to be fine. Like, you know what's because, crazy? And what? Well, because she doesn't look like, uh, you know, uh, Kelly Kelly kind of. And it, it's like, Jesus Christ, are we really, really? We're back to this bullshit again, and yeah. like. I could even see and like him, Rhea Ripley, ah, you're too manly, you know? And like, it's hard. Anyway, Jim, you know, overall going forward, like, where do you stand?
0: Uh, First of all, Rhea Ripley is one of the sexiest human beings to ever walk the face of the earth. 100% and agree. Yes. Uh, that is the yes, universal please. consensus, I believe. And if Vince doesn't get that, they, that fucker is even more out of, out of touch than I could have imagined. But anyway, um, I think moving forward, WWE, uh, I'll, I'll I'll, I'll reference something I said, uh, Well, like, like Tom mentioned, you know, several episodes back. I, from almost my entire life, WWE has been appointment television for me. Um, I have yeah. made sure I never planned things on a Monday night. Uh, I've made sure I, I left my, tuesday thursday or friday nights open based on what time it was because you know smackdown moved around a bunch right i always (laughs) made sure that i was available to watch wwe and that's i that's over for me um it's i'm at the point where if it's on i might watch it but i don't feel the need to change things to watch it i think moving forward and i'll give a, a free plug here to one of our favorites and that is Simon Miller. I, I think moving forward, I'm going to rely heavily on Simon Miller's ups and downs uh, on, on what culture wrestling and just go from there, man. I don't I don't need to watch three hours of geriatric masturbation. I, I could just I could just you know I could just watch this really simple 20 minute video where Nick Miller is you know or Simon Miller. Nick Miller, what the fuck? Where Simon Miller is gonna give me what I need to know. Um, an and you Neil screwing up some <laughs> <game>. of <How laughs> what, what have you done? And it was the whitest name possible. That's yeah. the thing. It's not like yeah. it was some ethnic name that I confused with a different ethnic. It was like honky McCrackerson. <laughs> and i fucking missed it but like yeah and then you know look if if if, if simon miller uh, points something out on ups and downs that i think is worth rewatching, myself or re it myself i got dvr no big fucking whoop yeah. yeah but i'm they've they've lost me as a committed fan i'll say that
2: yeah real quick i wanted to add to um the fact that they are doing a crazy amount of pr saying that everyone's happy no (laughs) Bailey. i i seriously read this they they said that bailey is like happy that mcmahon is back and i was like there's no way
0: after that tweet no way who's who's bailey's best friend in real life sasha sasha banks mercedes Mercedes monet oh yeah mercedes monet Yep, Mercedes Monet is her best friend in real life. There's no way in fucking hell that Bailey is gonna be happy that the man who tried to ruin her best friend is happy. Yeah. There's just there's no fucking way. way.
1: I like you, Tom, Jim. I'll if something catches my eye or you know, I'll I'll take a look. But like I something definitely is and even with um uh Drew McIntyre. Um, I don't know if you've been kind of catching whims of this. I guess he's been very adamant about, um, almost kind of pulling a Moxley, um, where it's like, no, you know, he's been very adamant about where I'll make my decision closer to my, um, release date or my contracts up. Um, and he's been fielding a lot of calls and whatnot, but everything I've heard is like, oh, you know, WWE is, it just seems to be very WWE heavy on the dirt sheets is just that he, everything's happy, everything's good. And, you know, he's just thinking about it and whatnot, but it reeks of like I'm really going to think about getting the fuck out of here, you know, and seeing that, like being a independent, I guess, I don't know. I mean, he's, he, I mean, I could absolutely see AEW building a UK brand around him. He's huge and bringing in w- wonderful, wonderful UK talent. I could see Soraya I think, I mean, her family reeks of European and like where I can see what Tony Khan's doing, like Bravo, sir, like you've made some pretty good moves, in my opinion. Um, So really, it's you're just opening the door, you know, for some of these, especially European talent that I mean, Tyler Bate was amazing. One of my favorite matches in the past, what, 10 years, I think If it is in theirs was um when they were in Chicago. And I think, Jim, you were there the Tyler Bate, Pete Dunn match yep. was unfucking oh real God, was it was
0: like that that?
1: yeah this oh, was wow this was british wrestling and it can work damn and it, it, it they tried and then they it, clearly it got flatlined but i think with a tony khan and the right individuals you know hopefully tony doesn't he kind of lets someone else <laughs> cuz mm-hmm. jesus christ at that point man like you're stretched yeah. too thin, but um, what do you, any thoughts on that guys? Well,
0: I, I just want to throw, I want to throw out a simple idea and and I want to watch, I want to watch Tom orgasm as no, I okay, here we go. <laughs> drew Galloway, right? Not Drew McIntyre, Drew Galloway, right? The guy who was in progress, the guy who was an impact, the guy who had that burning passion drew Galloway versus Will Osprey.
2: Oh my God.
0: (laughs) Because styles make fights. Will Mm -hmm. Ospreay and his style going up against a Drew Galloway style. Because, I mean, Will already has a great relationship with AEW. New Japan and AEW have that. Can you imagine Will Ospreay and Drew Galloway headlining the first ever AEW UK paper? Oh my God you'd fucking sell it out you'd yeah. sell it out in a heartbeat right and yeah. Pac, Pac hasn't been around for a minute put Pac yeah. in there uh, right and you know because you know i it was funny i can't remember which one of you guys said this in the, the the text but you know this is a great opportunity for tony khan to just be like oh wwe couldn't make a europe version work well fuck you watch this i, I think there's so much good talent that would love to be in the UK and love to work the UK and Europe, that I, I think it would, I, I think there's so much opportunity there. But yeah, it again, Drew Galloway versus Will Ospreay, I think would just oh barn burner, fucking barn burner. That'd
2: be amazing, <sighs> man. Well, yeah. I think WWE really shot themselves in the foot with Drew McIntyre because that dude carried that company during one of the two worst years of everyone's lives. And yeah. I don't even, I mean, a proper thank you would have been him going over in his, his own country. Yeah. And that that's a reoccurring theme with WWE is that they're the, the unstoppable Roman reigns. And they were, everyone was talking about like Drew McIntyre's is the guy to do it. And they just blew it. And I mean, the eruption that place would have got if he would, if he would have won and he deserved, I think he deserves it. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not going to shit on Roman because Roman's been doing okay. Um, but they, I, they did it to themselves quite frankly, yeah. as soon as Roman got healthy again. And as soon as he, as soon as he got better and came back, they were like, we are going to put a hundred percent stock in him." And if I was Drew McIntyre, I'd be like, fuck you guys. I'm out of here. Well, like, I'm mean, not even going to pro- give you an answer. I'm just going to leave
1: <laughs> those promos. <laughs> I remember building up to that, you know, and he's in Scotland training and I'm just like, fuck yeah. Like this is going to be a fucking ass kicking. Like Drew's finally going to get his money, you know, like a proper moment because he's after carrying the company and like in his that would have been like what was it I believe it was when uh, Davy Boy pinned Brett at Wembley yep. at Wembley yeah. that yeah. place went fucking nuts it, it Davy didn't do much with it right but just what a moment and clearly that happened what I, I was I
0: that was Jesus like ninety two SummerSlam ninety two
1: yeah, yeah. I, so I was so ten and I still remember it and mm-hmm. you know that was when the Road Warrior pop. Yep, you know, was also I think that was the birth of the road warrior
0: pop. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Um, well the road warrior pop had been a thing for a while, but like yeah, that okay, was I thought Yeah, the bulldog, bulldog when bulldog won, it was I mean, it was like Richter scale. I mean, oh, the, the amount of eruption that went crazy in that place and and yeah, I I the fact that Drew McIntyre's title run was defined by television screens instead of an audience. And, you know, the least you can do is give him a title run in front of live fans. And what a way to kick it off than at in his own in, in Wales, right yeah. in the fucking UK. Let the guy have that moment. I, to me personally, I think it was even more salt in the wound that they had that fucking weird ass Tyson Fury thing afterwards. Oh, yeah. Uh, remember that? That awkward ass singing in the. Like, oh, what the yeah. That was happening. Oh, terrible. Yeah, they, they absolutely did it themselves because Drew McIntyre, he did. He carried them. He's a great talent. I'd love to see him not being hindered by the stupidity of the WWE machine.
1: I mean, where would you think they would do? Would it be a New Japan or an AEW where if potentially with a Drew Galloway, Will Asprey, you know, or a, you know, maybe somebody more. Um, I could see a Drew Galloway, maybe MJF, maybe. Mm. You know, maybe, maybe.
0: maybe. Yeah. I think, I think Drew has to do some time in AEW proper. Yeah. Um, but again, if, if I was just piggybacking off of your, you guys is talking about the AEW UK, right? If they're going to have a a UK offshoot, I, I think that, you know, I, I mentioned this in the text as well. I think you got a Drew Galloway, you get a Big Demo. I think Big Demo is one of the, one of the most underappreciated talents out there right now. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I think that, Drew Galloway versus Will Ospreay headlining an AEW UK pay-per-view would, would be my, like just historic. Yeah. Uh But I think, yeah, I think Drew needs some time in AEW proper for a while. Uh I think you bring him in as a heel because I think he does phenomenal work as a heel because he's just that, that, you guys alluded to it earlier, you know, in that, that three way with, with Seamus and Gunther and how hard he can fucking hit. Oh my God. You let Drew Galloway be a brute. Let him be just as this, this violent man. He can do amazing things. And I, so I think you bring him in as a heel. Um, you know, maybe put him in a program with a, with a small guy like Jungle Boy. I would love to see Drew Galloway beat the ever loving shit out of Jungle Boy for that'd a while. I think that'd be really entertaining. Um, but yeah, I, I you know ultimately I think the goal would be Drew versus Will in the UK.
1: I don't know. With just thinking of you know kind of bringing him in as a heel, it, it is almost kind of reminiscent of uh, Flair and Funk when Funk kind of came in. I think Pyle drived him and was like this yeah. vicious heel. I can't remember if he took the title off him or not. I think he did because then that was the flair for the gold. Yep. And I mean, here you go. You get brutish. Drew Galloway runs with the title and you build this now babyface MJF, give him another run. And he, you know, he just, he flips and flops like flair did, you know, between, you hey, oh, know, I don't know if you get the flop, the, the flop. flop. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: Tom I didn't tr- laugh at my joke. I'm not going to laugh at your joke.
1: <laughs> okay. I tried. Um, <laughs> But no, I think that would be kind of fun. Um, You know, I just was, I'd just be interested to see if he, you know, like it sounds like AEW kind of needs to be the place uh, where he needs to be. But I, I, I could see him going to new Japan too, just kind of doing the big, you know, I mean, anybody that's not from there of Monster monster gauging, yeah. Yeah, and then that's how you kind of build more towards the um, U.K., Uh, and whatnot plus you get so you get you know obviously you get the American audience the UK audience now you have the Japan audience and I think like I I don't know that to me seems a little smarter but I but I mean again he's he's a star I mean you need to just keep
0: him him, just keep him away from Lance Archer that's all I ask I if I see Drew Galloway and Lance Archer in a ring together I'm gonna get so violently ill
2: (laughs) (laughs) but uh, I'm surprised you guys didn't mention the guy you met Brody King. Could you imagine him and Brody? Brody Fuck yes. And on top of that, you've got Keith Lee back there. They never... I don't think they ever really had much of a bout except for when they did that stupid Raw NXT invasion yeah, yeah. thing. And could you imagine the matches those two dudes could have?
1: It wouldn't be a three sweet me bro episode without, uh, obviously the match of the week. Um, I have a feeling, uh, a unanimous decision, perhaps. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I am, uh, I'll throw mine out there. Uh, we can get into the specifics, but uh, mine was uh, uh, KO and Sami Zayn versus the USOs. Um, I, it, we'll get into it, so we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. Jim, real quick, what's yours?
0: Uh, yes, I. I also had Ko and Sammy versus the Usos, but a very, very close second was the Rhea Charlotte match for me.
1: Same, same here. So it, cool. I that I also want to talk about Tom. What do you? Real quick, I'm just trying to think of something funny and I can't. Uh, <laughs> 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 well,
0: the Miz God. versus Pat McAfee. <laughs> here, here's
2: the thing with me. I loved Sammy Zayn, Kevin Owens, and the Usos. I totally agree with Kevin. Uh, Kevin Owens. Um, that the Usos do not get it nearly the the amount of respect that they they deserve. Um, the only the only reason why I didn't choose that it was because I already knew the ending. Um, I have to give it to Charlotte and Rhea. That match was incredible. Mm-hmm. So that was my match if, of the week. You want me to talk about it?
1: <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> uh, no. Kick us off because it was. It's. I have some interesting. The only reason. Um, it. It, it was I'd like very very close but there was one kind of specific reason why um and it just it kind of I don't know it just it, in terms of I guess in storytelling it, it just didn't have the impact uh that KO and uh, ultimately did really? so Tom yeah and I'll, I'll get into it but Tom why was what was what was about it that you know really made it your match
2: um, well, <clears throat> to start it off, uh, you know, rumors are swirling that Charlotte Flair is asking for her release, and she, um, you know, I think wants to pursue different companies. and And Jim and I were talking about it earlier that uh, she wants to, you know, make sure that she wrestles with her husband, uh, and- Andrade. Um, so, I think it's safe to say Charlotte Flair is is possibly the greatest women's wrestler of all time, and. The that match was probably the greatest women's wrestling. I would even say wrestling match. Period. um, I have seen in a very long time. Um, It was hard hitting. I think the story was there. Um, I think you know, Rhea did a good job, kind of portraying that underdog. Um, And you've got the you know the queen, the champion. uh, You know, she's Ric Flair's kid. So I, I, I think. There were, you know, especially there. There was that one move where it looks like Charlotte broke her nose.
0: Um, she took a couple of bumps where it, was it looked like
2: some nasty brutal. bumps. And um, no, I just think it was. I think it was really important as as a as a wrestling. And of course, it's not WWE, but like I think Charlotte Flair could go and do just as many great matches that she did with Rhea in AEW or on the indies if she wanted to, but I doubt it. Um, I think it was, it was just incredible. I think it was really, really good. I honestly think that, um, yeah, that Kevin Owens was the only reason why I didn't pick Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn was we all knew how it was going to end. The story was masterfully told and it was masterfully done, but I was just like, Oh, I know that they're going to win. And you know, also kudos to WWE for shouting out PWG and El Generico. That was, that, that was, was cool. I, I will. That that was, that was so cool. I popped, I popped for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think the Usos for sure do not get the credit that they deserve. That would they that was a, an incredible match. So very close second for me.
1: Yeah, no, Jim, really quick before I throw it over to you. Um, I guess this would be a good time to kind of bring up my, my one, um, I guess not gripe with why Rhea and Charlotte wasn't um, my m- number one. Cause it, it was great, but the first like five minutes of that match was dead. It was really dead as a doornail. And in my opinion, I think Charlotte kind of was like, no, no, like if we're going to go out, we're going to go. And because it, it progressively got better and better and better. And it just, it, the story was great. I thought they just, it, it was to me, and this is going to kind of tie in with, um, my, you know, with the KO, uh, Sammy and Usos match is, um, it just, it, that one grabbed me more, um, you know, because I, I just thought, and it, we'll, we'll get into that, but Jim, that was just kind of my, that was my only gripe. Cause to me, it, it could have gone, it, it, it seemed like it was going to be a very entertainmenty type match. And I think Charlotte, I, to me, I think it was one of the bumps she took. And she was like, all right, no, hell no, we're going to, we're going to go. And they started getting pretty hard. And because Rhea can go. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's sad that we're probably, that's probably going to be the last aggressive ish type women's match in WWE. But Jim, you know, your, what are your thoughts
0: on it? Three reasons why it wasn't my top match of the week. Right. The, The first is because, I feel like the build-up to it was meh, right? I, I I feel like there wasn't as much going into the match as there was with the the tag titles. The match by itself, fan fucking tastic. I feel yeah. like there wasn't as uh, a lot going into it though, and I think that's an important element of it. Reason number two: Ric Flair uh bitched and moaned about it not being uh the the main event, and so if Ric Flair thinks it should be best fuck you i it shouldn't and third is um it uh, it wasn't a bra and panties match i think that would have made it easily the best match it was uh bring back a little old school flavor uh no i it was it was it was it was phenomenally executed i completely agree with you mike It, it elevated it escalated as it went forward um those two are both amazing performers uh, I, I think it's a shame that that they're gonna be in a company now that at least Rhea is gonna continue to be in a company now yeah. where she's not gonna be able to highlight a lot of the talents that she does have. Um, word on the street is that uh there's a lot of buzz around Raquel Rodriguez being being kind of pushed as the next big contender. Uh mm. and and mm. Ria and Raquel, I think, could have some good matches, but I think yeah. WDBE is gonna limit them just because of the style of the product. Uh, if Charlotte does get her release, if Charlotte is 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 let go and goes to AEW, the idea of a Charlotte Flair versus Jamie Hater, or Charlotte Flair versus Britt Baker, or Charlotte Flair versus Nyla Rose, I I just I oh I would I lose sleep thinking about how amazing those matches would be. Uh, Cause they could just cut loose. So I, again, as a standalone product, fantastic match. I, I think, I think both, both of them did a, a wonderful job. Charlotte proved how tough she is taking a lot of those bumps oh, in yeah. really oh, fucking yeah. rough ways. But, but again, I, I think the, the, the storytelling of the KO Sammy Uso's match was beautiful. It was just beautiful. The lead up to it, the in match storytelling, the, they knew that sammy had to be the one to go over it had oh to be sammy's God, yeah. finish. ko was playing that supporting role and he did it beautifully. I, you know and and again as ko mentioned as you guys mentioned the usos cannot be praised enough for how good a work they've done as tag champs and how good a work they did in that match. Uh, i it's a shame that Roman Reigns is being shoved down everybody's throat because the Usos are organically over as fuck. Oh yeah. They're just organically yeah. good. And Roman is being, you know, manufactured to be this. So I, I just, for those reasons, I thought that that's why the the tag match ultimately won out over the Charlotte Rhea match.
1: No. And I think that's a good transition into, you know um, you know, my thoughts on it um, as um it, but like, like exactly pretty much what you said, Jim, you know, this to me felt like it, I'm trying to remember, I'm a little foggy on some of my early, er, early ish ring of honor, but when Jericho or J- Jesus Christ, um, yeah. <laughs> Gener- Generico and, uh, you know, Owens a la Kevin Steen team together and, you know, they split up and, and that story uh, somehow worked and stayed embedded um, and still stayed alive or I'm sorry, was embedded in NXT still kind of stayed alive Sammy was doing his weird Che Guevara thing I, I never <laughs> a, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. but Owens would show up every once in a while to show that and, and if this comes out that this was like long term storytelling like geez, that'll blow my fucking mind about the WWE, I don't think, I think it all just has naturally happened Um but um That man, it just, but when he hit those three Huluva kicks, I was just like, I was, it felt like I was back in Ring of Honor and watching him beat Steen. And it was just the kudos to, for keeping that alive and keeping that spirit alive. Because I think that that's, that sparked a lot of people went, man, you think that was good? Watch PWG and, Mm -hmm. and well done. I don't know if this was a last kiss of like, we're, Hey, we're going out. Because it just seems, I don't, you know what I mean? Where it's like, I I just don't see it. And my only gripe about KO and Sammy winning the titles, I don't see it lasting very long. I, yeah. I at some yeah. point, the story's going to peter out and it's just, it's either one of them's going to turn or they're just whatever. Um, but it just, man. And I think I even told you guys, you know, I was like, holy shit, something about the Usos. And granted, um, Um, I've been away from the product, so I've been really following it. And I think one of you was like, where have you been? You know, and just, but they have been going back and watching some of the promos and some of the build up to this. They've been amazing. They really have. And it's sad that they're kind of getting shit on, not, not shit on, but just overlooked because of Roman. Um, Again, like you said, Jim, somebody just mechanic. So Tom, what are your,
2: what are your thoughts? Um, one of my favorite moments in that match, um, and it was strictly storytelling, was when they did the like kind of the false finish. The Jesus Christ! They did the false finish, and where you can hear it was like Sammy and Kevin clearly like were in the back plotting how to beat him, and then you hear Kevin Owens screaming like "Now, Sammy! Now!" and he he does the I think the first. Uh, a huluva kick and it doesn't bring the oozes down and I think that was just such a like a brilliant part of the story was like holy shit these guys have thrown everything at them they've planned what they were going to do and it's still not working and then then you get the, the I think the masterful ending where you know the three huluva kicks it was good I, I loved it I think it was one of the best tag matches I've ever seen um, yeah. and Um and I just I can't I just love the fact that they were mentioning PWG. They, they gave a shout out to Al Generico. I mean, those, and I think I was texting the group this that it was just like, you cannot not love this story where I, where you get two guys who have been grinding on the indies for so long, they've worked their ass off to get to, you know, the big leagues, which is WWE. And they, to main event WrestleMania. I think that was perfect. I think it was well-deserved. And uh, yeah, I, Mike, I agree. I don't think they're going to hold the titles very long. Um, I mean, I think if anything, maybe they'll pursue Sammy more as like solo, but who knows?
1: No, just, yeah, just to be interesting to see again, because of this bigger change, you know, it's, and, you know, KO has been very outspoken about, you know, I'm not going to Saudi Arabia and whatnot. and, I, again, if that you know bottom dollar gets affected, you know they're gonna bring in somebody who's gonna do it, you know, and I, I, I could see that happening. Don't, don't, don't. I, 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 right? You know, I, <laughs> you know, because again, I it, it'll be interesting to see who's still gonna kind of continue to watch the product, but just that Jesus, uh, that that last the main event of, of night one just felt very swan songish to me. I don't know if you guys got caught in any of that. It just. You know, two guys getting their just desserts, but also like keeping the buzz alive about the Usos, you know, Mm -hmm. and that, no, these guys are really actually very, very good and could flourish wherever, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe solo, maybe, you know, they just, they, to me, they remind me of FTR, to be honest, Um, that great tag team together, but also not bad solo, you know, Mm -hmm. or building on their solo abilities
0: that'll wrap it up for this episode but come back next time for more news analysis and of course spotlighted wrestler of the week big thanks for giving us a listen and a super thanks for subscribing to this podcast so you can have our dulcet tones delivered right to you each week feel free to leave us some feedback on your podcast delivery platform of choice on behalf of mike and tom i am jim and we are out